Welcome to Pop X Cast, a podcast that brings together the worlds of pop culture and science fiction in a way that breathes life into our inner child. From nostalgia to all things retro, pop culture news, film reviews, and the retro rewind, we explore all realms of geeky goodness. So find your comfy spot, top off your glass, and don't forget those pizza rolls in the air fryer because it's time for Pop X Cast. Or what is up, Team Pop X? Welcome to episode 145. It feels like we've not done this in, in a while. What's up with that? It's been a minute, but it's I'm been glad a we're back. We're back, baby. We're back, yeah. baby. Cobra Kai, come on now. <laughs> yeah. I've missed you guys. I've missed you, you too, Austin. Dude, how have you Aww. been, dude? You've been like, you know, like sail away, sail away, sail away. You've been like, you've been rocking the waves and. Down under, well, I want to say down under, but really it's Hawaii, which is kind of like United States version of down under, but really not really. Um, how, we're, we're how close to the equator? Equator, okay. That explains yeah. like your three shades darker than you were when I last saw you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it it's just um, that lighting, but yeah, yeah, man, that, that lighting I, is pretty fleek. I don't actually, tend to, it is pretty dope. Yeah, I don't tend to leave the house very often, so I, you know, when I when I go outside, it's it's going to impact my skin heavily. I went from. <laughs> Uh, the milkshade of white to whatever I am now, but it's slowly going back to yeah. normal. I will be back in Vampire State here okay. in about two weeks. All right. Yeah, Hawaii was that's fair. Uh, was fun. We had a we had a wonderful wonderful time. And, nice. And uh, my wife said it's the best vacation she's ever been on. So it was, oh, it was worth the trip. That's, that's cool. Awesome. Well, uh, congratulations to you. And I, was, and I know that's not your first time going to Hawaii, but um, pretty awesome. You got to take her out there and uh, just let her see the yeah. beauty of that. But um, Man, things have been really crazy busy in my world, and I know that, uh, especially with Lindsay, Lindsay's got uh, a list a mile long of activities as her young ones continue to grow. 
And uh, yes. spoiler alert, kids do grow up. Um, it's unfortunate. It is it's unfortunate. It's also really cool. But, it's also really cool, though. <laughs> but, like, how, I mean, you mean, between your two kids, you've got so many activities oh, going on. It's dude. been crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm raising a full-blown ninja, and I have a palm girl, and it's football season, friends. So it is definitely yeah. busy in the house of Badger. But um, we did take some time out today to, to escape to the state fair today. They got to ride rides, and we got to see little baby chicks and that's you know awesome. the whole the whole experience of state fair that's so cool man i love a good getting, state fair getting all that good food yeah the they good us- food that's really bad for you but it's really good they usually put me out in the hay bale and uh, take my shirt off and said five dollars to pet a pig so oh my gosh. so that's usually uh where that comes from <laughs> that's hilarious uh, originated right, right. <laughs> well my my kids learned that goats actually have milk so that was a learning experience today. Oh, so yeah, you know yeah. they're, they're like i didn't know they had milk i'm like oh all i'll mammals. drink to that all mammals <laughs> mm. you ain't lived he had Anyways, a pint of goat enough milk. about my children's <laughs> education <laughs> oh man well you know we've all been busy i mean i know austin he, he literally maybe sleeps 30 minutes a day um between everything That's that true. he watches it's just i don't even know how you absorb all that information brother and he's I a don't. jet setter in between trying yeah. to you know watch i don't know how you do what you existence. do I, I really don't it just blows my mind blows my mind i i don't i don't i choose i choose not to sleep i i've Slept more lately, though. I'm I'm trying to get back on a normal, like you know, college schedule, which is still bad because I didn't get a lot of sleep in college. But it feels like ever since college ended, I have just solely focused on YouTube. So now, you know, I'm trying to do the adult thing. I'm like a little bit of Madison, a little bit of my dogs over here, a little yeah. family time. The balance, balance is still hard. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm trying to balance better. But man, it, it's a there's a lot of John a lot Parfum, of stuff. I mean, John Parfenbarger says you're a, you're a Terminator. I <laughs> kind of agree with him. I believe there's a silicone implant in there. That, somewhere. I think that's legit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, listen, when I get to binge Cobra Kai, yeah. and you know, uh, get to review that as a, as a job, that's when the job's good, man. Because that's something so like good. this show, the reason why we're doing this exactly. episode, that makes it worth it at the end of the day I couldn't so agree that, more. that's definitely a highlight i couldn't sure. agree more well with that said guys catch up uh we're alive and kicking we're just busy but we're back uh so awesome burke if you'd be so kind let's go ahead and open up the show and get this ball rolling absolutely so what's up welcome to pop x where science fiction meets pop culture i'm austin burke Certified film critic and YouTuber extraordinaire. Well, I like oh, that. I didn't well, write that. I like you that. Change up. You're, you're not. Go. You're you're no longer the Appalachian geek at heart, especially now you have like 120, 50,000. No, you're 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 credited, bro. You're no more Appalachian geek at heart. You are global. Is- we are worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Okay. worldwide. That makes me so happy. I know. Y'all make me tickled. I'm tickled right oh, now. All right. Tickle something anyway. Uh, Tickled Dan. Uh, we'd like to welcome everyone. Tickle Elmo uh, here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> tickle me, Elmo. Uh, we'd like to welcome everyone joining us live in the Popix.live chat room. Come hang out with us. Join the conversation at popixcast.com. If this is your first time tuning into Popix, the first 10 to 15 minutes, we run down the headlines since our last show, and then we deep dive into all things nostalgic on the retro rewind then at the halfway point we hit on the show's topic and like i said today that's cobra kai so we have Mm -hmm. a really cool show lined up 
and I'm excited to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back, bro. I tell you, and I appreciate you. You know, I know you got a very busy and hectic schedule. The fact you, you know, hour and hour and a half, you come hang with us on this uh, rugby podcast live stream. That means a lot to me. But uh, I am Joseph Burke, Central Florida's seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. Also, join Lindsay and myself over on the Twitchverse. We both stream uh, in a network called the Creative Multiverse. She is at Badger Makes. I am at Joseph Burke Arts. So you can catch us streaming. Be sure to catch our accounts over on Twitch to see when our streaming schedules are. But we would love for you to just come and join us and watch some really cool art being made. If you want to be part of the creative uh, collective of the Creative Multiverse, there is a Discord link to your bottom right. Just scan that on while we're live streaming here. Go straight into our Discord channel. And you guys, I'm uh, Lindsay Badger, your favorite geeky I, I I'm still here and kicking with the boys. <laughs> if you guys uh, missed last episode, I know it's been a minute. It has been a so minute. You may not have remembered what we talked about. We did throw down and break down bit by bit, piece by piece, Thor: Love and Thunder. We did, which was such oh, a fun yeah. movie. It, it was. It's been a minute. It has. It, I, yeah, I feel it like has. that's been so long ago. Um, and then we also did a little. We always be kind. We always rewind. Last episode, we re- rewound. The retro rewind was Footloose. Mm-hmm. What a fantastic movie! Great I film. absolutely love watching. I, mm-hmm. I don't get tired of watching that film. But yes. um, if you want to hear what else we thought about either of those movies, make sure you go back and watch episode one forty four, and you can check out all of <clears throat> our other episodes, including that one. Over on our official website, popxcast.com. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. If you're liking what you're seeing here tonight, if you're liking what you're hearing over here on the podcast, peeps, uh, make sure you're hitting those buttons that subscribe, follow, like, share, write those reviews, hit those five stars, give us the love, and let us know what you're thinking about the content that we're putting out there. Hit them buttons. Hit down the buttons. Smack in buttons. Hit all the buttons. the positive ones. Yeah, the, the positive ones. Well, guys, are you yes. ready to run down some headlines? <laughs> yeah. Okay, don't go anywhere. Headlines coming your way. Extra, extra. Read all about it. This is Pop X News. Coming to you live right here on popxcast.com. All right, uh, Austin, you got some interesting news here from the world of Lucasfilm and all that crazy yes. stuff. What you got? Well, this is um, a little bittersweet. This is sad news. All right, yeah. but but it, it's it's good news at the same time. So Darth Vader's James Earl Jones signed off on AI technology to recreate his voice. So James Earl Jones has loaned his voice to the character since the first time Darth Vader appeared on screen, and he technically voiced him in Obi-Wan Kenobi the series. Previously, there were reports that Lucasfilm was using uh, a voice AI to replace Jones and his voice for the future, and it seems the actor has approved that move during a new interview with Vanity Fair. The people behind the AI revealed that Jones has signed off on the technology and even advises them on it so he still plays a role even though it's not technically his voice he's 91 years old my god apparently the 91 year old actor is ready to retire from uh, voicing the character and has agreed for the company to use his voice Uh, he mentioned that he was looking into winding down this particular character matthew wood told the magazine 
So how do we move forward? Jones is also credited for guiding the Vader's voice performance on the series and would even call him a benevolent godfather. Wow. So a future where James Earl Jones uh, will always be Vader, even though not technically him, but this is, a, I think, a beautiful way to keep this yeah. character alive. Oh, in, yeah. You're establishing the, uh, the a legend series. that's going to yes. live way beyond yes. just and one human. If, if you go, <laughs> if you go back and listen to the voice acting, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, specifically in the Obi Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series, that James Earl Jones sounds like the '70s '80s version of a James Earl Jones. Not the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does. if you if you hear him in uh, Coming to America two, uh, you can hear it. You know, his voice does not have the depth and and the clarity i'm trying to be as respectful as i can my goodness he's 91 years old right and so it just you can if you go back and listen to it's all i'm saying it sounds like the the new hope darth vader a very clean a very crisp a a very youthful renew yeah kind of a youthful vocal tone I i think this is such a wonderful um time Technology-wise, to be yeah. able to encapsulate such a beloved character's style, mm-hmm. yeah, well beyond just because I mean James Earl Jones, his voice is so unique. It's he, very and, unique. And he played several tons and tons of different characters, and that voice is just so unique and sought after. Think about other actors that have similar voices that are yep. so iconic. And to have this technology available to be able to capture that and to be able to utilize it to where they're continuing their legacies as well. I see this as just being like a roadmap for other applications in the future. And and the possibilities of what could be. Uh, You know, ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, and Lucasfilm, uh, they have some amazing technologies that they use. And when... And they're one of the well, they are one of the leading studios in the world in terms of visual audio, and and you know just any kind of CGI or practical effects. ILM's got it, and so uh, I think it's a beautiful way to to just pay homage to James Earl Jones, yeah. his legacy, and I just think it's really awesome. I think it's more powerful for him the fact that he signed off on this. Yeah, it just I speaks agree. volumes. Yeah. It speaks volumes. I, I about hope him. the fan base is supportive in this move too, and and look at it more as a a legacy establishment yeah. more than just trying to make money off of something that may yeah. not be around forever. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, what do you guys think about this? So you think? I mean, how do you feel in the chat? James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman are the voice king. Uh, I couldn't. You know why? You know what? I would throw Benedict Cumberbatch in there as well on that list. He's oh, look at not Jeremy. nearly as known, but yeah. I would definitely put him in that. Jeremy list. says Sean Connery would have been oh, great. That that would have been iconic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Shaken, yeah. stirred money. Very thing. unique voice. Well, tones. we're going to switch things up here in terms of video game world news. You may know him from the Twitchverse, but you may know him from other places. Dr. Disrespect, world famous live streamer, calls Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is the SBMM. He calls that horrific. What is SBMM and why does it, what does it mean? In terms of the future, skill-based matchmaking. So basically, here's what happens. Here's what happens in the game really quick before I read the article. Um, Basically, if you're playing a game online and it it goes by your kill-death count, and that's your skill level, it tries to put you in lobbies that match your skill level. But 80% 80 of the time, it goes caca. 
and you're put into you're put into lobbies with pro players who do this for a living, and you ended up basically spawn die, spawn die, spawn die, spawn die. It's they gotta, they gotta, get, that, they gotta so, get that sorted. Call of Duty is <laughs> back life. with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It's a multiplayer mode currently in beta right now this weekend, which means that the related topic uh, back in discussion as well is skill-based matchmaking. That's the big topic right now. Often abbreviated as SBMM and complained about just as often the matchmaking system that's employed by numerous competitive games attempts to group players together based on their skill levels. Now, streamers more casual players alike have already come out in force against SBMM once more with Dr. Disrespect blasting the implementation as quote-unquote horrific as players echo similar sentiments. Now, the streamer would, uh, who used the, the work, uh, he used to actually work at Activision at Call of Duty. He was involved in Advanced Warfare and I believe, uh, uh, what was it, Black Ops 2, if I'm not mistaken. So Dr. Disrespect is an actual game developer himself, and he worked at Sledgehammer Games, and he's been streaming Modern Warfare 2 on and off recently, just trying to play the new game, and as players are obviously flocking to the beta to try it for the first time, during yeah. one of those streams where he played with FaZe and another live streamer, Tim the Tapman, very famous uh, streamer if you don't know, he complimented parts of the game, but criticized the SBMM. And I think... I f it feels really good, Dr. Disrespect began, but it looks good. I like the direction they're going with some of the weapons and the attachments and the way that they're handling the weapons. I can't really speak into Warzone 2, but for the most part, the map design is cool. But man, that SBMM is horrific. So if you don't know, guys, S Activision has created this algorithm. It's exactly what it is. It's an algorithm that puts you in. Now, this may work on other games. Like if you're playing like Elder Ring or something like that. But in competitive first-person gaming, SBMM is almost like a death sentence. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not super familiar with SBMM <coughs> style <coughs> things or first-person shooters. But um, I assume that this technology has existed prior to this particular... No. Activision is the first to implement and code it. Yes. SBMM stuff? Whoa. Okay. Yes. Shoot. And they also that's, invented... That's like some huge Now, stuff. here's something else that's even more questionable. Activision launched earlier this year Ricochet. Ricochet, if you are a hacker, listen to what this does. It gets... It, it, it's, it's embedded in the game, and it looks at your video card ID serial number. And if you're hacking, it, it disables your video card. Oh, I am not lying. It, it will literally disable your video graphics card and your computer is essentially dead until you buy a new video graphics card. That's Jeez. nuts. Now that's Jeez. happened many times to many streamers because you know they're hacking, they're using cheats and when the algorithm and the software does what it's supposed to do, yep, it happens. But anyway, uh, Wowzers. Modern Warfare 2 may be a hit. It may be a split. We don't know just I have, yet. Well, I mean, it's still in beta, mm -hmm. so I just let them rhymed. Work out their, their I did a trifecta rhyme. It may be a <laughs> totally hit. Good. It may be a split. We'll just have to wait. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Team Pain, calm yeah, down. Thanks, Anyways. <laughs> I get excited over rhymes. It's a little. I know. You also get excited over um, Call of Duty stuff too. So I'm I'm glad that you got to share that with us. And that man, yeah. that's that's some awesome tech. I hope they get. It's incredible. I, they need to figure it out. I know they'll get. I'll know they'll get it sorted eventually, and yeah. then that's going to be like 
as <laughs> like the model yeah. moving forward for future games on how to do um, a more fair matches for first person shooter games. So I love the direction they're going with that. I just, yeah, yeah. I, you're going to have to have some nasty moments with video games you are. to work out all the kinks. Of you that. are so agreed. It'll, it'll turn out. <laughs> It'll turn out. Well, Lindsay, you got the next one, so just keep rolling. Yeah, well, we're going to um, talk a little bit about what Warner Brothers has been up to. They are developing a new Constantine movie. I'm all right with that. Or Keanu Reeves, baby. He's back. I love it. Okay, so to th in back in 2005, way back in the day, uh, Keanu Reeves headlined Constantine in the first ever live-action portrayal of DC. DC is John Constantine. However, the film failed to ignite the ox, the the, the ox box, the box office, <laughs> and box. finished with <laughs> the Otterbox, um, and finished with only seventy-six million dollars domestic and two hundred and thirty million worldwide. Regardless, the movie was largely embraced by Reeves fans and does a does have a cult following. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, now it may also ha it, uh, now it may also have a sequel. The dead, uh, deadline is reporting that Warner Brothers is developing a new Constantine movie for Reeves to reprise his leading role after nearly two decades. Additionally, Reeves will reteam with his original Constantine director Francis Lawrence, and that was also Lawrence's first feature film. And he subsequently helmed I Am Legend, Water for Elephants, Red Sparrow, and the majority of the Hunger Games movies. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a mighty fine list of. But listen to this right next there. part. Listen to this next part. J.J. Abrams and Hannah Minghella. What? Are producing the film through Bad Robot. Oh my God, Bad Robot is so good. Um, in association with Ab Avik. Akiva. Akiva. Akiva Goldsman, sorry. Weed Road uh, Weed Road Pictures. And Goldsman Goldsman is also slated to write the screenplay. Man, there's some heavy hitters on this project, dude. The involvement of Abrams is somewhat surprising because he was developing a Constantine TV series for HBO Max. Reeves' return to the role suggests that HBO Max project probably won't happen. Yep. Which I'm okay with, because yeah. it sounds like, man. It's it's interesting. Like Dude, Keanu Reeves is such a badass. Ke Keanu's great. I love Keanu. <laughs> he's I mean, such a badass. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see uh, just what he's doing. I mean, you guys know it's it's the the big hit uh, that we all love uh, is, is coming out very soon. Uh, have they dropped a trailer to that yet? Wait, which one now? The uh, the the what is the fighting one? Um, Shoot. Oh, John Wick. Yeah, what did it, we got yeah. three, right? So this is four coming Mickey? out. Yeah, this is four. So they delayed the movie, at, but they we got a trailer, it. which was which was really really early because the movie doesn't come out for another year. But we ha we do have a trailer, and okay. I can tell you, it's from good. What I've heard about the fourth movie, they're saying the fourth movie could be the best of the four. Good that's grief! What, oh. That's what everybody's saying. Who's already seen Tenet? That's Freddy. a little wow. bit of a different pattern that's, for movies. Yeah, that's a bold statement. Amazing franchise. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a bold statement. Well, guys, I mean, um, I'm, I'm all bo on board. I, I actually just recently watched the Constantine movie. Um, it's it's been a while since I visited that property. I actually liked it. I mean, the CGI doesn't it does show its age a little bit. I mean, uh, we don't have the modern CGI that we have today, but it would be awesome to see 
Keanu Reeves back in this row as an older, oh. scruffy John Constantine. I mean, I think that'd be great. Uh, yeah. So um, I just love that whole dark, uh, that dark vibe of, of, you know, Justice League Dark with Swamp Thing and Constantine and just all of those amazing characters of yeah. the dark universe. I think that's cool. But with all yes. of that said, uh, we're going to we're going to switch on over into the retro rewind here. I know that there's been so much go on since we've been since we last streamed. You know, of course, we had D23, we had San Diego Comic Con, we had some amazing trailers, amazing MCU Phase Six. I mean, it's just there's so much going on there's right now. There's a lot. It's a great time to be a nerd. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. But with all that said, you guys ready for a little retro re rewind as we talk about Teen Wolf? Let's do it. All right. Don't go anywhere. Retro Rewind is coming your way right now. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind, and I gotta say, Lindsay Badger picked this one, and I, I am just, I'm over the moon about it. Oh my god! I just did it. I get it. Over the moon about it. I mean, I'm just here all the time, guys. Oh my god! But you, you, you picked this one, and you know, this was one that was really off my radar. I kind of forgot about it. It's, it's perfect for Halloween season. It definitely, yeah. I was trying to find something that wasn't like super duper scary because you know I don't like that stuff. Yeah. But I did want to have a little fall flavor you mixed did, in. You for did the, so for the month. good. This movie harkens back to such amazing time in my life as a kid growing up in the '80s. Huge fan of Michael J. Fox, obviously. And I remember owning this. The VHS box was completely yellow. And it had his picture on it with him opening up, you know, his vest, you know, the, the beaver high and his fur was coming out and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, his high school is beaver high school. But um, yeah. it was interesting. Um, play go on beavers. Words. Yeah, go, go, go beavers. Um, yeah, but um, it was for me, uh, actually, I want to save my interview. I, I want to hear Austin's review of this classic. Yeah, let's do I want to hear what you got to say, Austin Bird. Yeah, this, this is... Um, this was one that I remember watching a few times growing. I remember watching two or three times. And uh, it's one of those that mom and dad would turn on occasionally uh, around <clears throat> Halloween. And uh, it's the perfect time to, to rewatch this film. It's definitely not one that ages as well as some of the other movies we've talked about, unfortunately. Uh, I felt some pacing problems. I felt some issues with, uh, you know... Whether it be the the music kicking in in the background, just like kind of awkward moments, and, and the fact that everybody in high school looks like they're about fifty years old. And let's be honest, that one dude had more hair on his arms than I could ever dream of having. I'm like, that dude's not seventeen. But, and I'm not talking about the wolf. I'm talking about the man. Um, but I did have some fun with yeah. this movie. And I think it all starts with Michael J. Fox and his. And this was around the time when, and I know, Joe, you've got this in the nose, but it's funny because this, it felt like he blew up all at once. Going back through his history and, and, and looking at what he was, and then all of a sudden, he's everywhere. 85. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was 85. 85, man. the man. Yeah. You know, but no wonder, right, because his charisma in this role, the fact that, you know, you buy the awkward stages, you buy pre-wolf and post-wolf yeah. and 
you know, I could feel that his commitment to the role was uh, allowing me to understand, okay, this dude has so much range mm -hmm. in terms of conveying he can't get the girl, he can't do all these things, then all of a sudden he can. And I mm -hmm. I was so honed in focused on his performance and yeah. clearly the highlight of the movie. But there are also some iconic lines, you know, the IRS is breathing down my neck, Bobby Finstock, like some lines that I remember, like were jogging my memories, like, okay, well that's from this movie. Yeah. That's from this movie. Yeah. And that's yeah. from this movie. Yeah. So it's it's much more of an iconic movie, I think, than one that, you know, I feel like is of the highest quality, but I was able to appreciate it for what it was, and I had some fun with it, and um, I like the story. It's a nice coming-of-age story, and there's some good lessons in there, so it's definitely yeah. one that uh, holds a special place in my life. I agree. Uh, Lindsay Badger, uh, what are your thoughts on Teen Wolf? Um, I remember I I remember watching this as a as kind of a regular, it's the same time of the year, you know, yeah. to kick off Halloween, you know, your uh, HBO and other TV shows just running them all the different movies and this was definitely a part of that mix so um i it's your it's your typical coming of age teenage cheese cheese it's not really no there's cheese. some cheese in there there's some swiss in there. cheese you're not you're not gonna there. offend me you're not gonna offend me but um oh well good yeah i didn't know you made movie <laughs> no i'm kidding um but uh the uh the overall story is really cute and charming mm. and you 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 it's written well enough that you actually become emotionally attached to the main character, Scott, and yeah. you kind yes, of start feeling yeah, yeah. for him and, and, you know, but you also are enjoying that rebellious stage of the teenage life where, you know, they're doing the, the urban surfing on the, the van and that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, that was super fun. I love his little sidekick buddy friend. He's just, Oh yeah. Styles. Yeah. Styles, Styles I is love awesome. him. He's, just a mess yeah. now i don't know if you I, I don't know if it's actually hurt because i would have to like you know look up wikipedia or whatever but i think the is emily de chanel the lead for bone that bone series um you know yeah i know bones, bones. i know series? bones okay yeah. so the the lead lady in that i believe she is the one of the teenagers that's holding the little top hat that they're drawing names out of really in that party scene where they have to get the keg and bring Whoa. it over i didn't know i that. think go back and look and check that's me, like but I'm that's like elijah sure wood that and that's like elijah wood in back I'm to the future too sure that was her but, um, <laughs> you know i like it. yeah no that's anyways cool. that, that, that's you know just a little nugget that i think was just like no I nugget think that's her but i'm not really sure it's her you know that's cool though i mean go back and check me and let me know if that's actually it or if i was just that, that's that kind of like me when i found out molly ringwald <laughs> was in uh, jeffrey dahmer's uh series i'm like boy what oh, yeah. yeah yeah but anyway but yeah, i mean it was it was an overall enjoyable film i love the dynamic with the principal i'm giving my eye on you you know that yeah. kind of that whole mm -hmm. thing i love that whole dynamic it's so fun and then of course you know the love interests and all that yeah it's, it's just a good time it's a fun family film that you can enjoy with with kids of most ages i think that would be interested in it that it's not scary i'd say pg-13 at, at least you know yeah yeah I, I think it's i think it's actually pg is it pg i think it is there's a couple of moments in there that i'm just like there's a couple of questionable moments in there but you know i think i think for me i have to echo a little bit of what Lindsay said i i my, my mother used to work at a video rental store and so she would bring me home all kinds of you know movies that she thought i would like nothing like you know gory or graphic or anything like that but 
when fun movies like that came out, she would, uh, you know, let me watch. And it was cool to see uh, Teen Wolf. And, of course, we had just literally, I believe Teen Wolf came out after Back to the Future. And uh, or yes. he was filming Back to the Future and in the middle of it. After it I think. And so it, this was I'm like I said, Back to the Future was 1985. And this was the year that Michael J. blew up. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, Emily Deschanel yeah. was born in 76. So uh, I, I doubt that was her. So well, she would have been ten. Maybe it was her mother. Maybe it was sister. her mother somehow. But anyway, um, <laughs> Aunt, <laughs> auntie. But you know, I think for me, um, the music is just so retro, and it's like the music can be over the top a little bit. You know, like um, oh, yeah. I, I, I get it, um, especially like at the party scenes and stuff. It, it, it's, it's a little weird. But uh, I think overall, it, for me, I have a good time. I like the transformation scenes because as a kid, you know, and a creative, I'm always like, how did they do that? You know? And, oh, man. The, that first, tra- the very yeah, first the one where he's like, on doing his it for the first time is like yeah. the, the little close-ups of the eye and everything. I was just like, oh. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. And um, I kind of liked that part. And then the fact that uh, Howard, uh, Howard had opened up the door and he was a wolf as well in the bathroom scene. He's like, so, hello. And he's like an older wolf with the gray hair, and it was all like funny, and comical. Funny. Such a great scene. Um, but for me, I, I definitely do like uh, Styles. Styles is uh, one of the, the showstoppers. He, he definitely does kill it. But I think honestly, it's a great time. I, I you know I think we can go into our review and give our honest review of this, and then we'll move on into Cobra Kai. Um, Austin, what's your what's your rating on uh, Teen Wolf? It goes sixty two. No, With, you know, good. it's it's definitely one that I'm more I'm more positive on uh, than negative. But I would encourage everybody to go check it out. It's very authentic, and if you want to know Michael J. Fox, like how well rounded of an actor he is, I think you should give this a shot. Absolutely, Lindsay. 60. I was I was having seventy two in my mind, so yeah, there, or seven point two, seventy two, whatever. All right, so, so yeah, it's a solid film. It's an enjoyable one. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go, with, uh, I'll go with I'll go with a seventy five percent on that one. I think just because you know yeah. it it, it arc, harkens back to more of my youth and my childhood. I connect with Team Wolf just a little bit more, so there's a little bit of gravitas there. And uh, you know, I'm always a sucker for a good Michael J. Fox film. It doesn't matter what what decade. Love he's that in. guy. Yeah, Love I'm that a guy. huge fan of uh, Michael J. Fox, but. Um, Guys, what is your review of Teen Wolf? Have you seen it? I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, maybe, hopefully. Uh, we'd love to know what your score is. So if you want to rate it 1 to 100, what would, where would you fall? Where would it land in your nostalgic uh, repertoire of your memory cells? Where would you put it? So we want to know that. Drop it in the chat, or if you're watching on the replay, just drop it in the chat, and we would love to know. But with all that said, I want to share a couple of things that you guys may or may not know about Teen Wolf. And this last one's going to floor you, okay? So Michael J. Fox became famous during the production of Team Wolf. Family Ties was moved from a, yeah, it was moved to a Thursday night slot, which was prime time. When Thursday nights was the night to be on. And overnight rose from 12th to the second most watched sitcom on network television. Dang. Now, scenes became hard to film for Teen Wolf as girls would flock to the school where he was filming to try to catch a glimpse of the famed star. And even the extras were swooning over a little Michael J. Fox. And so the scene where he's transformed and he's walking down the hallway and he's high-fiving everybody. If you look closely at some of those girls, some of those reactions are probably pretty (laughs) genuine, actually. Because, you know, he rose up and then literally during all of this, he's filming 
why he's filming family ties he's, he's doing night shots with back to the future if you notice a lot of the back to the future scenes except for hill valley is all at night that was because of his family ties working schedule spoiler alert yep. you didn't know that all right second one team Wolf's most famous van surfing scene was based on something one of the writers actually did in college called urban surfing there you go Lindsay <laughs> Lindsay badger nailed the terminology there now here's the one he said it here's the one that's kind of all right it's 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 i'm not going to show anything but if you own the movie you can you can find it yourself but this is legit it's confirmed it's in the copy that you guys saw um okay. nobody noticed this naughty extra who's infam infamously exposed himself during in the film until very much years later after vh1 did a little vh1 did a segment and now you know and this was one of the features on it. Did you know that there's a guy exposing himself in the in almost at near the post credits of Teen Wolf? So here we go. So it's at the end when the Beavers win the big game, and the cutscene to Howard uh, Harold Howard is walking down the bleachers, and the extra can be seen zipping up his fly with uh, something there. Um, we'll let your imagination fill in the gaps. We can't make this up, guys. This is I'm not I'm not joking. And if you want us to be specific, I went ahead and got the timestamp for you. It's at one hour, twenty-eight minutes, and fifty-five seconds into the film. <laughs> Freeze it, blow it up, put it on your fridge and ask your wife, what is this? I know what I'm doing after this. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. No. Yeah. So there you go. A little teen wolf nerd nugget for you. It is true. It is it is plausible, and it's a thing. So with all that said, you guys ready to do some Cobra Kai? Oh, my gosh. Do or die. Let's go. Yeah. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. All right. Spoiler alert warning. If you've not seen Cobra Kai Season 5 in its entirety, we do highly advise you hit that pause button, whether you're listening on the podcast or you're watching on the live stream, because we're about to deep dive into all things Miyagi-Do. To enter a Pahahabex spoiler alert. Beyond this point, there is no return. You have been warned. You have been warned. The saga continues. Daniel LaRusso, Johnny Lawrence, Shosin, and now Terry Silver, John Kreese. The whole clan is here. We're having a party, y'all. It's Cobra Kai season five. And there is some cool moments in this season. My gosh. I mean, Lindsay, I'm going to open up with you. Yeah. Give, okay, us, so, give us a little rundown, like a little synopsis from the Badger Makes work. Okay. We'll, do, we'll, we'll uh, pick up from season four <coughs> where uh, we have Miguel running off to Mexico to find his dad that he's never met. Um, and we also have just finished doing the All Valley Tournament, and Tori is named champion, uh, and, and not in the correct, fair way. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and because of that reason, uh, Miyagi-Do and also Eagle Fang had to close their dojos as part of the sensei bet agreement situation. So we're grappling with a lot of heavy things coming off of season four that we're trying to work our way through. Mm -hmm. And also the kids' romantic relationships are also a little challenged at this time too. So we're just coming into season five with a lot of questions mm -hmm. about what's moving forward and then um so johnny 
takes um uh oh god what's his son's name forgot now oh uh, not miguel it's um not miguel the other one why am i forgetting his name oh man robbie robbie, robbie thank, thank you. you oh my god thank gosh. you very much god <clears throat> is this a podcast about cobra kai anyways <laughs> yes. robbie and johnny kind of worked through their daddy issues on the road trip down to Mexico as they're looking for Miguel. Mm-hmm. And while we're doing that, Miguel is is learning about his real dad and the reason why his mom had left him and uh, decided that he was just not a good guy himself as well. So that whole thing was all happy and rainbows at the end. and uh, But not with Robbie and Miguel. Robbie and Miguel are still on not so good terms. But, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot going on there. And then whenever they come back home, uh, Miguel is working through some relationship itch- issues with. Um, why am I forgetting all these characters' names? There's a lot of characters' names to keep up with. There's a lot of characters' names actually. Uh, there, there's just a lot of turmoil between literally all of the children and and they're, all the students are. Robbie's just got a lot to figure out. Each other. You know. Robbie actually, yeah. I think, is the most level-headed this season than any of the other characters. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's just surprising. It was such a, a, a maturity yeah. about him this season than what we saw back in season one when he was just unhinged and off the chain. He has like, definitely found his chi and his groove in life. and just uh, it's, it's really about maturity this season. I agree. Growing, we the we've gone through a lot of crap. We're burying a lot of hatchets this season. Um, there's a lot of just really good feel good stuff, not just between the kids, but also um, with uh, the Johnny and um, his girlfriend. Yeah. 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 They, they have, they a, have lot a little there. one on the way. They so do. Johnny, godly, mm-hmm. he grew up too. He's doing that whole dad thing, and it was just crazy. You guys, I just, I just got it so excited about how much of a direction shift we had in this season. Mm. I think, and being season five, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna drag this out. What in the world else would they come up with? We've already faced all the bad guys. We've already beat all the bad guys. Of, and and now where it's like what's left? I get it. Right? Yeah. That's kind of what what I was just like going into this season. I'm like, what what direction could this go? And I was completely surprised. Yeah. Well, they they surprised. they they continually evolve uh, the characters, the actors, and their roles. And I'm glad. You know, I gotta harken back to what John Pofferbarger in the chat says. I'm finally finally glad Robbie and Miguel are. Getting along, yes. that that's that's over yes, with. Final. You know, yes, so it was, was a little much. Yeah, it was a little they much. Got to fight that out. <clears throat> so, but I I also uh, feel that um, there's for me it was kind of hit or miss, and you guys can agree or dis- disagree. Um, the uh, the one actor that's in the Cobra Kai uh, that has this whole grudge, and he's like training as hard as he can. Uh, what is his name? The little kid. The little the little yeah kid. the little guy. Um, but it, he, it, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm I'm trying to look here online because there's just so many actors and actresses to keep up yeah, with. I'm like, I need a cheat sheet. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm I'm desperately trying to find one here. But it, anyway, it, I kind of felt that he 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 evolved way too quickly as a professional. He did. Like, 
you know, realistically, that would take 10, 15 years to get to the level, uh, you know, training in a dojo and competing. Yeah. And yeah. like literally within one month, you're also you're you're ready to compete in the All Valley or something. What's up with that? You know, you, you came from yeah. this little nerdy kid in season four being pushed into a locker and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, just a few short weeks what later in terms of the con- congruency congruity. Uh, concurrent timeline, if you will, of the uh, Cobra yeah. Kai. It's like, wait, you it, it, in the timeline, this is only just a few weeks later in season five. Yeah. W- yes. What's going on here? I had yeah, a... John John is right. His name is Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. Um, yeah. Or Kenny Payne, if you played by Dallas Dupree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I agree. That yeah. was a very quick character development to move that for and, such a young age. And, and there was another thing, too, that I had an issue with, and it was the whole demise of Terry Silver. Why did he just want... Mm. Here's, here's a problem I had. Like, you know, his whole thing was to get in this other organization so he can compete in this global tournament, right? Right. That's all right. he wanted to do. He could care less about the expanse. He just brought in these these professional uh, dojo senseis, and he wanted to, to rise the cred, and then... All of a sudden, that kind of fell through, and that was the end of Terry Silver. Uh, oh, wow, you did some crooked yeah. stuff. You paid a guy off. Okay, handcuffs. He's going to jail. All of this build up. I have a feeling he's going to come back. Well, I mean, it's just for I'm me. Not, I don't think he's done. I, I, I hope he's not done, but for me, it just felt like. There was a lot of build up. I felt deflated. Him, though, I felt sure. deflated. I guess is a good term I'm trying to find is like. Where's the battle, dude? You didn't... Well, I mean, there was a battle in his house, yeah. which was okay. It was a great battle cutscene with Chosen and Terry and, and Daniel, you know, Daniel 2.0 or whatever you want to call yeah. it. The brother, what? Anthony LaRusso, I had problems with him, too. I felt like... I, I knew that... I saw the direction they were going with him, but I didn't necessarily feel like they fully brought that to a fruition for him. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's not strong. He doesn't know how to fight. He's the brainy guy, you know, right? To come up with the strategy of guard the eggs kind of concept. Yeah. But they never really went any farther beyond just the, yeah, I agree. the, the egg situation. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I really wanted him to come in with some little bit more powerful and role. The only the thing that that was built up for was so they could guard the computer so Terry Silver could be ousted. Exactly. That was yeah. really it. And I was like... That was like his own purpose, his whole purpose of so, being a part of this thing. Was, really, that is that really part of Miyagi-Do? I mean, that's like, what is yeah. this? You know, it didn't make any sense. And here's what I was thinking. If you go back to season... What is it? Season three or season... Maybe it's season four when Danielson goes back to uh, Okinawa. And he visits some of the old mm. people. Remember, there's a different side of Miyagi-Do that has not been taught. Yes. You know, the darker side where you can do the pressure points oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I yeah. thought Chosen was going to explore that realm of Miyagi-Do. Yeah. But I understand, you know, it's more your, your base is teens. Your base audience is teens. Would they really understand the logistics of all of that? I mean, you know, let's be honest. Right. The, the American viewership is pretty much lack on brain cells these days. I say that respectfully, but just the quality of television has really dramatically gone down in the years past. I want to hear yeah. what Austin has to I do. I do. I want to Austin, go for it. I'm going to shut up. Yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of what you guys had to say. I, I think there are faults with uh, – not necessarily the payoff as a whole, because I liked the final few episodes. I liked how brutal this season was. It was, you know, you're thinking a character's dead 
<laughs> yeah. Essentially, essentially. I, mean, I thought Greece was dead. I thought multiple. I mean, Chosen gets cut down the back and he's bleeding out in the water. Oh my, yeah. God, I, oh my I, God. I, I swore he was dead. I thought he was I dead. I swore yeah. he yeah. was dead until he showed up. I'm like, how? How did yeah. he not bleed out in the pool? I, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe. Now, part of me is, is I like that nobody died. I, you know, obviously I want them to come back, but I don't want them to be overwhelming with we're going to make you think somebody's dead and then they're not going to die because they did that a couple times this season which was good and i appreciate that but i don't want that to be a reoccurring thing mm. as yeah, we that's go throughout quick. future season yeah, yeah it will because i think the the mcu has done that a, a few too many times for me they do the fake out deaths and i'm like ah, okay I don't <laughs> the know fake out deaths yeah but which i hate and i absolutely hate but i appreciate the brutality behind this season i really do now in terms of those story points that you guys were talking about wrapping up, and I I didn't quite love all of the storylines coming together, but I'm holding out hope that some of these things, like, Joe, you mentioned Chosen coming in and bringing yeah. different techniques. I have a feeling we could see some of that in the future. Mm. And I have a feeling we could see maybe a different side of both dojos, because now Crease is back. Kind of where we're going with the next season they could bring a different dynamic. And I think dynamics are already starting to shift in this season because you have Robbie and Miguel. Now they're, well, maybe. Yeah, now maybe. they're good. Now they're together. And and they're, that back and forth, it was entertaining for a long time, but that can get old quick. So right. I appreciate that the writers looking at this season and saying, we don't want this to get stale. We don't want get this to get stale. So the fact that this season feels so distinctly different from last season, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I and do too. You have that villainous presence. Now, Kreese, he's a very distinct type of villain, an amazing villain. But Terry's, it's a, it's a different personality type. Same, he is yeah. on a very determined mission, and he's going to do what it takes. But he's like a little, he's like Loki. He's got that, he's got that tongue, man. Very manipulative, right? When he was convincing mm -hmm. uh, LaRusso's wife, I'm like, Oh, oh so man, How did, we like, need to talk about Amanda here in a minute because I don't know about her flip-flopping. Yeah. yeah, That bothers yeah. me a lot. She's all over the spouse. place, man. Oof, she was all over the place. Mess. I I agree, but I I, I think that, that, that different type of villain here, man, I think that made this season very compelling compared to what we've seen uh, from other seasons. So I like the brutality. I like the different feel to it. I like that it didn't all culminate with the big battle of all yeah. the dojos. I mean, it got yeah. a little bit of that, but it was different, you know? So maybe we get back to formula next season, but I, I just appreciate the fact that they made this season feel a little bit different. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think, honestly, the, obviously the good outweighs the bad in this season. Yeah, sure. I mean, we can sit here yeah, and pick apart sure. the fact that, I mean, all right, John Kreese just walked out of prison. Really? That just happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in, in his own style, it's a very Crease-esque. I mean, it's something yeah, it's that he would do. I mean, it, it's well, Cobra Kai, you know. And a thing that I did notice that this season is, I mean, though it still <laughs> had the, there was not nearly as many flashbacks. Right. I mean, we still had the old John oh, Crease yeah. moment, and there was a There was a silver Crease moment. With, with the, with the, the mm -hmm. guy that was went up against Daniel. Yeah. And kicked his butt. Which was good. And I like the, the furniture store guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So I mean those were really our only two big flashback moments there. But um I, I really enjoy those because it really ties the series back into those movies and the movies mm -hmm. are such a beloved piece and they're making it such a real and authentic like moving on yeah. to the next generation that I really feel like 
having those nods are still a, a big part of what we're doing with this. I agree. Um, and you know, big, I, a big character shift with Tori too. I need to, we need to talk about that. Yeah. yeah she, sure. she's on the turnaround and I believe, so there's a big question about Tori specifically is like, who is her mother? Because oh, all we've seen is the legs in the bed. A lot right. of speculation were saying that her mother is one character, but that character ended up showing up in one of the scenes in Cobra Kai season three. But the big uh, thing is they think that it's actually Hillary Swank who played oh. Julie Pierce in the next Karate Kid. That would be a nice because oh, they thought, you know, because you know, we know that she is John Kreese Kreese's daughter, right? That's I think mm -hmm. that's confirmed that she is is she is she adopted? Wasn't she adopted though by John Kreese or I can't remember the logistics on that actually. I would have to go back and look, but it, there's some kind of tie there. Yeah. For sure. I, Other than just I want to make sure I, we acknowledge the chat right quick, guys. We're uh, Thank you guys so much for joining and just being a part of what we're doing here on PopX.Live. I want to go over to uh, Parker X. Who do you think will win the Sekai Tekai uh, tournament? Oh, man. Uh, well, honestly, I'm, I'm Team Miyagi-Do any day of the week. Uh, Cobra Kai may be big, but Miyagi-Do has heart. Miyagi-Do Eagle Fang. We have yeah. to hyphen it because we, we're combining Oh, yeah, the Miyagi-Do Eagle Fang, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Christian Rodriguez, is there going to be a season six? I I would, dude, they are making so much bank oh, yeah. on this. They've, oh, there's not still only, story to tell. Not only are they confirming uh, pretty much essentially season six is, is happening, They Sony Studios also confirmed just this week they're in development of a brand new Karate Kid, which will be the continuation of it. So oh. this will be Karate Kid 5 when it comes out. And so uh, they they also went on the record to say this is not going to be a reboot. This is going to be a continuation of the series with the current character. Maybe they'll be using you know uh, Ralph Macchio and 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 uh, William Zabka uh, in their roles respectively from Cobra Kai. We don't know what the direction is they're going to take it. Yeah. But for Sony to sign on board and actually produce a film banked off of the notoriety of Cobra Kai, that says volumes to a film company. So we haven't seen the last of this. So, boys, question, one last question about Tori. Do you think she's going to, obviously she's going to be walking away from Cobra Kai. I feel like we kind of solidified that decision yeah. with her this season, um, especially with um, that new girl stepping in for the yeah. lead role there and then Dallas Dupree's Kenny Payne coming in for the male role as the lead for Cobra Kai. So they're not going anywhere, obviously. Is Tori going to shift over to the Miyagi-Do Eagle thing, or is she going to step away from what, the fight? What if Robbie and Miguel create their own dojo? Ooh. A brand new I dojo. Know. I, don't see, I don't see that happening. You know? I don't. Okay. I don't see that happening because okay. of the, the close ties with uh, uh, the Johnny. Eagle Fang. Yeah. Clan, yeah, Johnny specifically. Yeah. Uh, I don't see that happening. I do see Johnny's attitude towards fighting probably being a very big change with his new family dynamic that's coming in. Yeah, I could see that happening actually. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, yeah, Johnny and his girl they they got a, they got a bun in the oven. They're, they got a baby coming. Mm -hmm. So that's yes, baby guy. Yeah, he went and he <laughs> went and procreated. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a Johnny Lawrence the uh, second coming out yes. soon. Yes. Which that's been, that's a needed. Go ahead. I think that's make a, Johnny chill out a little bit. Okay, you know what I yeah. mean. Like humbling. I think you needed a way to 
humble him. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that was a it was a it was a unexpected twist, but that was a good way to make him just kind of like okay. Now I have Relax. to have more responsibility. Yeah. I yeah. have to be a father, well, and and that that I think is going to serve. I serve say him well. yes, but I reflect back to that last fight scene, where he was about to die, getting the crap beat out of him, and yeah, he had that true. ultrasound fall down on the floor, and he went full ham on literally yeah, every gigantic <laughs> ninja in that house. So I don't know if that's going to be a hundred percent accurate. I think it's going to ignite that fire even further. But just have Ooh, maybe a little bit more direction in the reason why he's doing it. Interesting take. I like okay. that. Um, I'd be curious to know. Uh, John Poffenberger says, I heard the new movie has nothing to do with the new series. So that's interesting. Uh, my, Who is oh, wow. your favorite character? I, I got to, you know what, uh, Gabby, I'm going to answer that's that. That's a good question. My favorite ca uh, character, I guess my VIP of season five, since we're talking specifically about season five, will be chosen. Um, I think oh, he yeah. stole the show in he's many so scenes. Funny. Uh, he was great. He had he had, I thought, very effective comedic relief, when it was needed, and also yeah. too, he was literally a great sounding block for Daniel, uh, trying to bounce out what's the next move, which way do we go? And chosen yeah. gave him such great advice and almost like a Mr. Miyagi mentor type figure again back in Daniel's life. So for me, it's chosen. He's he's definitely my VIP for this series. I mine would be Robbie. I, Robbie, I've been yeah. Team Robbie since day one. I've always enjoyed his character and the way that they've introduced him and his just development through the all of the seasons is just it just shines. It's been spot on. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Just shines. I agree. You got an MVP. You got a VIP MVP uh, for the season, Austin. Well, at 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 first, you know. I didn't love the way it wrapped up, but I was going Terry Silver the, the first few episodes. Just just the menace behind him. Oh, yeah. he's the such idea a bad guy. Gnarly, yeah. Good of a villain he was. But but I'm also kind of on Joe's side. I just that dynamic between Chosen and Daniel LaRusso, that's what we needed this season. We needed yeah. that back and forth, that one two punch to where if one person doesn't have the answer, he can rely on the other person to to have the answer. And I and I love that. I thought I think that's something that has to carry on. Has to continue now that trio with Johnny in there. That's yeah. going to be a great dynamic next season. Well, and I sure. think I think that Daniel needed that extra support that Chosen provided yeah. because mm. of the lack of support from Amanda this season. That's so good, Lindsay. Yeah, that's yep. that's a good point. Yeah, I, I feel like, it, and then obviously all four of them came together to kind of come up with a plan for Silver once Amanda saw the light of of day, but. Yeah, there, there's definitely a huge role of support for Chosen being played, just, you know, as a support character, as well as him being a huge standout all on his own, too. Mm -hmm. So it was really great to see that. Well, let's talk, let's talk Stingray for a minute. All right. Okay, because oh, the, 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 the one character, you know, poor Daniel breaks his PS4, and he's like, you know, he's in there trying to threaten I'm Stingray so to give me the details, and Chosen's like, this is not the way, Daniel. Uh, I think, uh, you know, just the fact that Terry kind of used him as leverage to, you know, kind of infiltrate Miyagi-Do and figure out their way of doing things. And interesting character. You know, you always got that one, I want to say, nerd-in-the-seat character in any series that you you talk. You know, you always have that one geek moment. And for us, yeah. it's Stingray. 
but yes. I love well, the, the fact D- the the D and D game. Oh, was yeah, just that was, a, that was amazing. I loved that. He's such a nerd, and and and, and you know, I, I could see him being easily that character in like a Stranger Things episode or something. It's just the way he gels with the retro eighties vibe. Yeah, but I love gave Dimitri a purpose too beyond just the computer geek moment because he didn't really have a lot of other shining moments in this season. No, but his big shining moment was actually when he was able to redeem himself and do the right thing against Terry yeah. Silver and tell yeah. Daniel and Chosen, yeah. okay, I was paid off. This was all a sham. This is a, just a yes. sham to get you to close your dojo, which you did. And and then um, I think, honestly, that was kind of a nice little twist, you know, using a character that's not in there as much, but one that kind of was that pivotal moment for Daniel to try to close his own dojo, essentially. We did, We also need to touch on Sam because she did have some growth, um, more inner growth than, than yeah. um, a lot of, she didn't have a ton of huge moments in this, but um, I feel like uh, she had a lot of figuring out what am I fighting for? Am I fighting for my dad or am yeah. I fighting for myself? Kind of internal like mm. um, reflection moment there. And it's like, am I doing, do I, should I quit? Should I not? You know, all that. So what do you guys feel about that part of her being in the season? Austin? Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a much needed kind of break <laughs> from all of the, I feel like there's a lot of brutal, tense, filled moments, and then you kind of have this little character study over here, and I'm like, oh, this is nice. You know, anytime we would cut to her, we would get that little inner battle, uh, you know, dealing with those demons, and what do I do, and do I do it for myself, or do I do it to other people? So uh, that that was great, and I, and I think these young actors, they get better every single season, and then thinking of her yeah. in particular, what she had to do was really great, and I think the the performances, strictly the performances this season, are the best they've ever been, and they're going to keep getting better. So Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Season six of Cobra Kai. I can't wait. I mean, yeah. probably be about another year or so. Can't wait to see what yeah. they do. I mean, yeah. chat, what is your expectations? What would you like to see happen in season six? Let us know. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on the live stream or if you're picking us up on the uh, the recording of the podcast. Come on over to popxcast.com and drop us a comment, okay? But uh, with all of that, I believe, uh, man, we've got it out all on the table. I, I, yeah, think, I think this we was touched most most things we did. Touch. This... I mean, even Eli wasn't a huge role. I mean, there was a couple of moments wow. that he had, but he wasn't anything. That yeah, I would there was like there was a few characters about. that were kind of sidelined <laughs> this season, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I I I, I want to say that I wouldn't be shocked if, if in some way they bring back Hillary Swank's character. Because that's what they've been doing, I right? Agree. They've been bringing that's, yeah, it's that missing um, piece that we need. I think Julie Pierce, uh, the uh, the hawk loving, get it, hawk eagle fang. Remember, if you remember uh-huh. the next Karate Kid, she had the hawk up on the roof that she took care of that had the broken that's wing. That's right. Or no, it was an eagle. That. It was, was an eagle? eagle. Yes, it was an eagle. It wasn't a hawk. I remember it was a brown okay. eagle. So I don't know. I'm just saying that would be kind of cool, right? To eagle bring fang. Her. Eagle Thanks. fang. Yeah. But, uh, so what we got in the chat here, uh, we've got Miguel and Sam get back together. Yep, I love that part. Uh, we, uh, mm-hmm. we definitely spent some time on that one. But, uh, chat, uh, guys, are you, well, a chat too, all of us collectively that were on the live stream, uh, Lindsay, Austin, myself, we're all going to rate it right now, collectively yes. as a group. So we're going to go through on stream. And while we're going through on stream in the chat right now, show us your number, one to a hundred. What would it be, like a 70, an 80, a 50, a 40? I don't know. 
And you can go 42, 43, 44, whatever. But uh, Austin, well, uh, Lindsay, we started with you on this one. Lindsay, what is your overall review um, of Cobra Kai Season 5? For this season, Season 5, I'm going to give it a, a just a solid 90, like a 9.0. That's pretty dope. Wow. I, I, okay. I've, it's a pretty powerful season. There was a lot that happened that they packed into these episodes. So I'm just going to, I'm going to set it right there. That's solid. All right. Austin Burke. Yeah, I, I wanted to get it to that nine. I think a couple of the shortcomings in the finale, but I'm still going an 88, man. It's, oh, listen, yeah. can't go wrong with a little Cobra Kai. And this was a great season once again. Some epic moments. So 8.8 for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, before I give mine, uh, Jeremy Stoltz says he's going to give it an 84. I'm going to go with score. I'm going to go with Michael J. Fox's year that he broke out. I'm going to go with an 85 <laughs> percent. I believe. Um, just a couple of those discrepancies in the story writing that were inconsistent, you know, like the hype for Terry and then his quick, quick demise within just minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt that 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 it could have been, a, you know, kind of prolonged just a little bit more. And uh, there was some continuity issues that I had. So oh, that's why I'm not going to go full 90. 90. What do we got here? Let's see this. Jeremy Stoll's 84. Uh, Gabby gives it a 98 of 100. Let's go, Gabby. Ooh. All Hi. right. And Omar Holmes says, we love Cobra Kai. <laughs> so, all right. Welcome, Omar, to the chat. It's so good to have you guys on yeah. board. Welcome to the stream, all the newcomers. Man, we have a plethora. Uh, guys, if you're here and you're watching Pop X Cast for the first time, we are a clean podcast. We just talk about nerdy things. We talk about Netflix series, comic books, comic movies, superheroes, action movies, video games, you name it. We talk about it. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Click on that notification yes. bell. So as we grow and we push out our next episode, you will get a notification. Hey, Pop X is going live Sunday night, 9 o'clock Eastern. Let's tune in check it out. Omar Holmes with 100 out of 100. Oh. Let's go! <laughs> nice, go. Omar. Did you see a Stranger Things Cobra Kai crossover? But uh, <laughs> an off-canon animated film? That'd be great. Season 5, yeah. I give it 100, says Carl Reed. Carl Reed in the house. Let's go. Love it. It's a good season. Man, you guys are like lighting it up. Usually, like season five is when things start declining because they start running out of things to tell stories about. But not here, man. They've definitely got it planned out for the long run. See, they had they had a lot of source material in the first four films, and honestly, now that they have established characters with Miguel, Robbie, Sam, characters that were not in Cobra Kai, this series can go anywhere. I mean, they have the depth, they have the reach, they have the characters. That's all you need. You don't need no more cameos unless they bring in Julie Pierce, but you don't need much more. You got everything you need. Just roll with it, you know? So, um, guys, thanks so much for uh, just giving your review, listen to us babble about one of our favorite little shows, Cobra Kai. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we've had the pleasure of reviewing almost every season of Cobra every Kai. Every single season, yeah. So this yeah. is season five, oh. and so we are remaining consistent with Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai strong. Let's go. Uh, not necessarily. Maybe Miyagi-Do, but you know, you get what I'm saying. It'll be rebranded after Terry Silver. I'm sure it's his thing. But uh, with all of that said, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, I hate to leave, man. I'm having such a blast. Austin Burke, are you ready to lead us out? Yes, I am. Uh, uh, out. I, I do have a little Paul Walter Hauser, the guy who plays <laughs> Stingray. If you guys like him as an actor there's another show called blackbird on apple plus this year uh, with taron edgerton from uh, the kingsman movie 
And uh, Paul Walter Hauser plays a serial killer. And let me tell oh. you, it is one of the best performances of the year. What? This guy might get an Emmy nomination. So that is Stingray, a dynamic actor. A very wow. good actor. So go watch that Blackbird on Apple Plus. Uh, but I am Austin Burke. <clears throat> you guys can search me at the Burkinator and, of course, on YouTube, Austin Burke. We are part of the newly formed creative group known as the Creative Multiverse. For more great media content, artwork, and more, find us on Facebook groups. And now, Discord at the Creative Multiverse. If you guys are a creative, produce content, or have a talent, we want to see it and would like for all of you guys to share it with us in the multiverse. And, of course... If you're part of the 20-something people in the chat right now and you haven't hit that subscribe button, let me tell you, there's some good stuff on this channel, some <laughs> geeky stuff, some nerdy stuff. So hit that subscribe button and the notification bell, please, because you got to know when we go live. Yeah, so we, do you, it. You got you to gotta yeah, finish the trifecta yeah. with that thumbs up. We, we you got, know it. We got to yeah, do come that. Come on now. <laughs> that algorithm. We need it. Let's go. Pull it up. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, you guys, I am Lindsay Badger. You can find me at Badger Makes. I do art and all kinds of good, fun, crafty things over there. Um, but if you want to connect with this podcast uh, on social media, you can literally find us everywhere on the Internet. The handle is PopXCast, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and we even have an email if you like it doing it that way. Old school. <laughs> Popxcast at gmail.com. We don't have you an know, address. My though. grandma is going to start sending you emails. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have an address, though. I mean, that's just like, no, you no know. No address. I mean, we have a web address, but we don't have an address. The closest you get is popxcast.com, which you should totally go check out. Indeed. Because it has all of our future and past shows on our official website. Make sure you guys go and check out all of those places. Connect with us everywhere, please. Absolutely. And again, to the chat for hanging out with us tonight. I mean, we have a host of just amazing people here. Uh, like Austin said, make, make sure you hit that subscribe button because we are going to be coming back in a few weeks. I am Joseph Burke at Joseph Burke Arts all over the web. It's not too hard to find me. Just type my name in. And of course, hats off to my amazing team, PopVex. My cousin, Austin Burke up in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Austin Burke, YouTuber. Check him out on YouTube. Just type in Austin Burke. He is certified film critic with the Critics' Choice uh, Board and does all kinds of cool things and is an amazing YouTuber. Just got his uh, 100,000 plaque a few months back. Thank you, man. That's awesome. What are you up to? Like 130 now? You're like 125, something like that? Yeah, I think it's like one. I think I just hit 128 like yesterday or Dude. something. And it's, um, Everyone's yeah, it's, a it's celebration. Going. And I'm going to the... the going to the new york film festival this week so if you want some coverage for some crazy art house movies uh be sure to follow me this week awesome burke film is it austin burke reviews on tiktok isn't that what it is uh yes yeah. yes uh austin loves movies austin, on tiktok austin and, loves and movies. i will be doing a lot of little individual uh reviews this week for all the movies i see so if you're interested in that you can i might do some stupid stuff on there too. <laughs> i love this you gotta follow stuff. austin on the tic tacs but we will on see the <laughs> on the tic tacs got those tic tacs <laughs> uh but we'll see you next time when we come back on episode 146 uh we're going to be back in about two weeks or so uh she hulk is scheduled for nine episodes so we want to do a full series review on the series how are you liking she hulk be thinking about it if you've not seen it Kind of maybe watch it and prepare. The episodes are only about 30 minutes apiece. Kind of funny. Kind of interesting. It's I see funny. where they're going. I'm interested to see if they're able to get the... Yeah, we won't go that way. But, you know, yeah. what I'm saying, it's going to be fun. So we're going to talk about, uh, yeah, all of that great stuff in She-Hulk on episode 146. From all of us here at Pop X Cast. thanks for listening. 
Thanks for downloading. We'll see you next time. Stay nerdy, everybody. Take care. Have a great week. Goodbye. Thanks for being a part of the PopX family. If you liked our show, please visit our YouTube page. Be sure to click subscribe and tap the notification bell so you'll know when we go live next. Visit our Discord channel by clicking the QR code on screen during our live stream or simply visit bit.ly forward slash creative multiverse. Connect with us on social media by using at PopXCast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.